Generations to Hunt podcast, where the goal is to learn together and further the culture of hunting. Welcome back to the Generations of Hunt podcast. I'm here with my best friend, co-host, Matt, and we're just going to hang back, relax, and just talk some shit. How you doing, Matt? Uh, We're doing all right. I mean, I've had a better start to October, I can tell you that much. It's been rough. It's been so warm. (laughs) But I... It's so weird because, I mean, it's just so weird, but I, there's been people putting bucks down, so, I mean. I mean, yeah, there's there's definitely people putting deer down. I'm not saying it's impossible, but a couple things limiting me were I had surgery on the 28th, so the first little bit, I mean, realistically, up until just a couple days ago, like, I wasn't even really able to get into a stand. Like, I had to sit on the ground um which generally weren't my best spots so i wasn't seeing much i'm still not seeing much and generally when i do it's like right at dark um i haven't gotten any shooter bucks on camera or i've gotten them on camera i haven't had them in daylight i did i mean i've passed a couple two and a half year old bucks some decent ones that i sent you but it's just been slow just so slow because of this heat really yeah, I agree. I, I'm just not even... Oh, work schedule right now is just insane, but I'm just not even sweating it right now because of just... I just know the winds and the weather, and I'm just going off my MRI most recent information, and uh, there's nothing moving that that's interesting, so <laughs> yeah. I'm just staying out. I mean, what? I mean, there's nothing else you can do. I mean, for me, my my spots right now. Well, if you only have the one spot for sure, so I have multiple. I have I have two main spots I can hunt, and so I've gone. I've actually hunted less this time of year than I normally do, even though I haven't been working because I had surgery. Um, but I've only hunted. I mean, a handful of times because either a the wind was wrong. Or B, it was 80 degrees. Like, for me, I'm not saying you can't shoot a deer in 80-degree weather, but it's kind of like a risk-reward re- for me. So to get ready and walk out there, I'm probably going to be sweating like crazy, blowing scent everywhere. And realistically, on both my properties, my chances of shooting a good buck this time of year are eh, fairly slim, especially when it's 80 degrees out. So I just chose to not go out. Yeah. And I've been noticing, like, we have a bean field, like, the neighboring property, and, I mean, for how dry the beans are right now, I'm surprised they haven't took them, to be honest, this quick, but, uh, uh, they're still munching on them really good right now. I'm surprised, so where I'm at, well, they were hitting the beans, um, pretty good, but then the one farmer took his corn down, so that's where everything was tonight, um, was out in that cut corn, which didn't surprise me at all, um. I'm thinking about going, I'll probably go to that property in the morning and try to shoot a doe. Um, I could have shot a doe tonight, but it was right at like last light and I couldn't get a range on it. That's the other thing is I've had a handful of opportunities with does 
And with the surgery, it's been kind of uh, hampered me. Like, no, I don't really want to shoot that because in order for me to shoot a deer, like I have to call someone to come drag it out. Um, it's just a lot of a lot of work for me to get it out right now. I don't necessarily need the meat, so I just have I've keep letting them go. But I really need to to shoot something here shortly. So a doe is going to be uh, in the morning. Doe is going to be on the list. Right. Yeah, I had I only been out the lease one time. I was up north for opening day, and that kind of was crap with weather. It was just rained. It just rained. <laughs> Or nonstop, but uh, last weekend I went out and seen a bunch of does. I thought five forty-five does, and maybe some small bucks in there. I couldn't tell since they were in the field, and it was pretty. It was like that. Was a last minute light. I can't remember what it's called. I have no idea. I just it's end of whatever end of, like, end of legal shooting light. Yeah, the end of it. So you can bear. You can just make silhouettes. Yeah, and, yeah. and I just seen all them. So, and then it was just like playing that's the problem with that property is like you're going in there and like everybody's like hey you know use the bucks you know the wind that works for the bucks not the wind that works for you well sometimes i can't do that when i got 50 60 doe just everywhere and <laughs> it's just like you just and then all of a sudden you just like lucky i didn't blow one out yet though but yeah, I, I definitely I, get spotted. I can tell you that. And I was just, it was just the old freeze motion for about 15 minutes, just sitting there like a branch. Just not. The issue I've had is, uh, so I rely heavily on my hunt stand app. And it's just been awful at telling me the correct wind direction. Like, um, I've got, I mean, even tonight, I go out there, pick a stand, and. Uh, it was just the hunt stand app was telling me it was going one way, and it was actually going the the polar opposite. I should have had your milkweed. Yeah, well, <laughs> so fun fact. So remember when I said I wasn't going to buy any? You bought some. So I haven't yet, but I'm going to. So Dunham's has it. When the f- when did Dunham's get milkweed? What is it coming up? It's in. It comes in like a little. Um, I don't even know how to. You know, remember those wafers that you used to get? Those scent wafers. Oh yeah. That like a container. It comes in a container, probably about shaped just like that. But then you just are, pull it off. Is it up. green? No, it's white with like a black label. Oh. But so I tried the cat. No, is it in the pods? No, it's out of the pods. Oh, they are. Yeah. Okay. Um. Don't so, ask me like I've never seen this before. I'm asking. <laughs> just selling milkweed pods and I, I don't know. That's what I would think. You know, keep them fresh. Um, I, so I tried the cattail thing. So I do want to say. Does it stink? It does have a stink to it. (laughs) (laughs) It Score one for me. It does have, there's some upstairs actually. I had it like dried out. It does have a bit of a smell to it. (laughs) So the issue is it will work, but like it wants to clump together. Right. Like I, we, I had to let it dry for like three days and then it, uh. It wanted to like clump together, so like where the milkweed, you can kind of just like roll it off your fingers. If you did that with cattails, it just clumps into a ball. So I haven't really tried it again after that. But I did laugh when you smelt it. I smelt it. No, you did. Now I will say you have to get close to it to smell it though. Uh, like you can't. It's not like you're walking through the woods and you're like, oh, there's some cattail over there. Like well, you can't yeah. smell it. Well, I'm. I've been in like you know big cattail marshes and. 
pretty pundit to me. I guess. I don't know. But I have got to see some cool things this year. So I seen an owl the other day. So I don't know about you, but I've only got a couple of, like, encounters with owls. Oh, you, you never heard them, uh, like... Well, no, uh, I have. Like, I got to, like, see it. So, like, the property in Henderson I went out to, there's always... I've, I mean, I've hunted this property at least since I was 18. And uh, there's always been a pair of owls out there. I don't know how long owls live, but, like, the entire time I've been out old. there. And every night they'll hoot back and forth. But then uh, the other night at this property... Owl flies down in the field. I'm guessing it's like a screech owl, barn owl. I don't really know species of owls, but uh, it just sat there and like kept screeching in the field, and it was kind of cool. I actually stopped deer hunting and watched that, and then a nice two-year-old buck <laughs> walked out at 60 yards, so I ended up still paying more attention to the owl. Yeah. And then tonight, I was telling you about this before the episode, I seen, the for the first time ever, a flying squirrel. It was kind of neat. It climbed, like, it went shot up the tree next to me. It shot over, and it was all apparently not too thrilled that I was there. And then I watched it jump off the tree and take off. I'm, like, still, like, 60% on the fence that I don't I'll, believe you. I'll Google it right now. I um, I already Googled it just to yeah. try to prove you wrong, but they do say they live here. I don't know. I, I, know, never... they, I know they live here. I literally seen it. Like, I, I wasn't out there tripping out. Did you have any CBD gummies or anything before you went? No, I didn't have any of that. Has any of your hernia surgery medicine <laughs> kicked in? No, up? they only gave me ibuprofen and Motrin and uh, hydrocodone, so nothing too crazy there. But so I mean, outside of that, so what? Uh, what? What has your strategy been outside? I mean, you, I know you haven't got to hunt much. Yeah, so. I just. No, I mean, it's not no ambition to do it. It's just like, I'm not going to blow up my spots. And um, it's just in time right now. Just with this, I got this freaking stupid project for work going on in Royal Oak. You're probably sick of me talking about it. <laughs> but, dude, it's just been a nightmare just with everything. You haven't that, looked at any state land over there? I have. I actually, Matt Wager sent me. A bunch of pins today. Really? For some state lands on there. I was like, well, I was like, what are you? He's like, oh yeah, these are some great spots. I was like, I never had somebody like spoon feed me like that. I did it with JT, but JT doesn't. Yeah, he's getting he used. He's getting into hunting. So I mean, it's like a little bit different. This is like, I never had like somebody that cool and just like. Yeah, and I've never the spots I pinned for JT weren't like confirmed. I would bet you what you got from Matt. Yeah, he's I mean, actually went and sat and scouted. Yeah, and he actually killed a buck so congrats to him yeah so he actually just shot me some and uh i haven't checked him out yet but he literally just did it today so i'm i'll definitely uh after this week i'll probably get the old lone wolf and put it on my back so you have pretty high standards here what do you i mean what are you going to shoot out there where Where if you go out to public land? oh public land man doe a doe. I, I'd be happy with a doe, to be what honest. Do, I mean, so say like a 100-inch 8.1s, but you're not going to send it? No, I don't think so. I, it might be a different story when I get in front of me, but I just, man, I just have these big rack mentality yeah. right now. I mean, I'll dude. tell you, if you if you see, uh, if you send me a video 
of a 120 inch deer walking by you on public land. That I'm gonna. Tough. I'm gonna. If he if if it's Pope and Young, yeah, I probably I probably do. That. I don't care if it's Pope and Young. I, 120 inch deer on public land in I Michigan do. is an absolute I want my, stud. My name in the books, so like nobody's gonna read that. Doesn't it fall out every three years though? If it's not over a certain. Um, no, I'm not sure. I think, no, I think I, it just, I'm not really positive. I've only, the only thing I ever have in there is a turkey. I shot a stud turkey a couple years ago. Yeah, my turkey would have been in the books, but it was missing a spur. <laughs> what a loser. I know, dude. I so, was so bummed. I mean, I would say, so my, with this heat, so one thing I would say I'm running into right now, corn and heat. Um, a lot of standing corn around me, which allows the deer to hang out and eat all day in there. And then just the heat keeps them down. Now, I will say, right now I'm not a huge fan of corn, but in about two weeks, if you have a cornfield, I'd be I'd be sitting, especially if it's still standing. If you have a standing cornfield, I'd be sitting. As soon as the wind is right, I'd be all over that. I mean, I'm not sure what your thoughts are on that. I don't got no cornfields, but I mean, I, mean, I do, like, I guess in a, a farmer's, block or whatever you want to go was that farmer's square mile or whatever yeah no but when your farmer plant does he ever plant corn or is it just wheat and beans he, i had corn i had corn on the first year i had it two years ago yeah two years ago he went beans last last year and then he did uh winter we, winter wheat. So next year it'll be corn i don't think he will do corn again okay so well I, if it is corn was, i thought he's gonna do winter wheat again why would he do winter wheat two years in a row? That's what he was telling. Oh no, he, he's not. No, he, he um, what's it called? Chisel. He oh, he chisel plowed the field. Right. So the deer don't like that that much. <laughs> At my place, apparently, no. they, they, they hate it. So he's not he, a huge fan of it. No, so he chisel plowed. So yeah, he'll. Plow. Is he gonna plant a cover crop? I don't know. I don't think so, man. Oh, yeah, you're gonna have a rough year. You're going to have to hit yeah. up some state land Yeah, spots. that's what I'm telling you. The neighbor has the beans field, so that's where I'm seeing all the does. But So I guess what I'm going with is, so in my experience, hunting cornfields. So come the rut or even pre-rut, especially when deer, big bucks are getting up and they're searching for does, corners of cornfields. Like I've watched big bucks on fence rows, literally fence rows, but the corner of the cornfield comes out. And as long as you have the wind blowing, you know, because generally it's not going to be uh, like you're not going to have corn on both sides of you, I guess you could say. So as long as the wind is not blowing into that corn, you hit a deer call, man, it's insane. I've had absolutely not. I've had so much either me or people I'm hunting with do that exact strategy right there. Sit on the corner of a standing cornfield, hit a grunt call. And like a grunt, doe estrus, something like that, and a buck will come right down there. Yeah, I. That corner, you know, the corner walking in. Mm-hmm. That one's, that's a, that's like our biggest hot spot. But that's like the only spot to get in there too. So like you're just using your cross on, or, you know, your 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 walking trail is just. Do you put anything on your feet for to cover that? I always, I always own all, all my boots and all that. Have you ever I tried know. Evercalm? I know we've talked about this before, and you're not really a believer. I, I, I've used it before, but I'm not. 
get a fucking use it on my feet. How the fuck are you put it on your feet? What are you talking about? What did you put it on? What do you mean? So you take your boot before you put it on. Take the stick, rub it on the bottom of your boot and like on the side and walk in. Dude, I do that every time I go out. I'll tell you right now, I cannot recall the last time a deer busted my ground scent like that. All right, well. We should get them on the podcast. The Evercom guys? The Conquest 200? They live in the same town I live in. Buddy, we are probably not going to get them on the podcast. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) They probably listen to our first. (laughs) Go, yeah, well, uh, lose their fucking number. (laughs) Just uh, skip the first one. It gets better, I promise. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Just listen to this. (laughs) No. Third one. Nah. Nah. By the fourth or fifth one, things are looking up, so. Yeah, I mean, would definitely, yeah, there's some people I'd like to get back in here, like previous guests, like Kobe, Kobe got a deer, yeah, pretty nice one, and his buddy got a deer at the same time. Yeah, get both of them on here would be nice to just kind of discuss some of their tactics, because they're hunting public land. Yeah. Kobe shot a nice public land yeah, buck. I don't know. And then Matt shot, Matt Wager. He shot, shot a nice public land buck. Kyle shot a, a nice Yep. Was that, nice. that, that was his private, right? I think it was private. I'm not 100%. Yeah, he shot a buck. So I mean, there definitely been bucks hitting the ground. It's just... Dude, it's been... luck of the podcast, bro. That's I what guess. we can sell people <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even though well, we even, haven't gotten that. Um, even Brandon from Public Land Prowlers, he uh, he shot an eight point on Public Land, too. Luck of the podcast, bro. Yeah. I'm not sure if uh, Zach did. I know... Spencer's been chasing a big buck. Yeah. If you guys follow Public Land Prowlers, uh, you uh, you'll know Spencer's been on a stud of a public land buck. So I don't know. He's been close a couple times. I don't think he went after it tonight. I think he hunted somewhere else. But he's been after some deer. Um, Give him a call. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sure we'll get them back on. Yeah, I'll get them. So a call. I mean, what is your plan now? You got a chisel chisel plowed field like what are, what are you doing now yeah you got beans all around you they gotta be taking the beans off soon it's so dry be, I'm, I'm not trying to be the bearer of bad news to be negative but you're even when they take the beans off it's not gonna be very beneficial no 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 I, I didn't say it magically get to be anywhere it's better for me but uh you need to talk to the farmer about putting a cover crop down dude he puts dude, a cover crop down this guy does not give up crap about me or my deer <laughs> dude this dude he's straight business man well yeah it's good tell him it's and good that, for his field i am not gonna tell this guy that he built an empire of farming what's good for him and what's so i guess so with that being farming. said what is your i mean what is your plan like, what's my plan what, what's my plan okay well can't do anything this weekend so we're probably going to be approaching the rut. People don't know I'm married and I have a baby on the way and we're having a baby shower in the middle of October. And I'm a huge hunter. <laughs> I didn't pick the date. But <laughs> that's life. It throws throws you good ones and you got to take them. So this weekend I'm probably not going to be doing nothing. So that will put us in the third or fourth week in October. Or is that third? Uh, that would put us in the, th- I don't know. I haven't. We're going to be getting cold spells soon. Yeah. That's the biggest thing right there. So do you think that that property can still produce without? For sure. 100. Yeah. 100%. Cause, uh, I just think it will be travel corridors. That's yeah. all I'm going to be hitting travel corridors and, um, 
just hopefully hitting um, pinch points and all that from them transitioning, checking, you know, checking other areas. But the problem is there's so many does there, they don't have to go far. I mean, yeah. they're in one group. They got five, ten does with them. They don't have to move. But hopefully, you know, maybe I'll have to settle down for, you know, I, I might not even do that. I might just burn a tag again. I'll burn a tag. If the, if the only a two and a half, 110, 120-inch buck comes by, I'll burn the tag this year and not do anything. What I mean, so. Uh, but, uh, at that property. Yeah, uh, at that uh, property. Uh, I mean. That's what I'm saying. So being said, I mean, are you going to. So I think I'm going to go. I think JT and I are going to go out to Rose Lake next week because it'll be the first time, A, I can get the compound out and carry my stand, and I've got to try it out. So I think I'm going to try, I'm going to take JT out next, uh, I go back to work on Monday. So I think next Wednesday, actually probably Thursday, because I have a work meeting on Wednesdays, so I won't be able to get out till late. So I think I'm going to just take JT out It's going to be impossible for me to get to you guys, or anywhere out here. I'm going to be in Clinton for the, the remainder of the year. So that means, even if I left at, let's say I did die at 1.30, there's no way I can get to you guys, let's see. Uh, I guess I could get to you by three thirty if traffic's all right. Well, we could always come out to you. Bruh. What? All right. Whatever. I mean, you're the one. You have pings. I mean, what's the worst that happens? We got them. We well, don't thanks, see anything? Matt. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. I mean, he's hooked us up or hooked me up. I'm not showing you. Well, you don't need to show me. Just tell me the public land. I'll find my own spot. <laughs> Just joking. But uh, yeah, that. I think it just hit public, but I got, I had another buddy, uh, at, oh, sorry, Andy messaged me from the guy from Indiana I went out bear hunting with. He just said he showed me some public land down in Indiana from, I got two weeks off in November. So I might go down there. I think you should. It's a good time. I think it's just going to be, I think this year is going to be just organized chaos, just waiting for the rut and organized chaos. I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, so like, it, even though, so, I mean, I have a couple places to hunt. This will actually be my first year venturing out to public land in Michigan um, to, to deer hunt. I haven't really done it a bunch. So that's going to be a huge learning curve. But talking to those people, talking to the dudes from public land prowlers, um, just on their strategies has helped quite a bit as far as just my e-scouting. So we'll see. I mean, me and JT are going out. I've got a couple spots. I have one spot that I'm going with high hopes, but... What's JT using for a rig right now? <laughs> so JT is actually supposed to either he's gonna come over and get this climber. I got two. I think the other one's in the garage. I got a lone wolf climber, which is light, but it's a huge pain in the ass to climb. It's not, got, it's noisy, right? It's not noisy. It's just like the summit. You can just push up and pull up. That one is. It's. I don't even know how to explain. I got it a summit. Me. Does he want to use the summit? The summit would be better for him, but mine is heavy. Do you have like the newer, like lighter I got one? The summit Viper SD. Yeah, right? that's so that's a, the that that one will probably be better. But All you right. got to get his ass over here to get it. I mean, I told him to come get it the other day, and he hasn't. He still hasn't come and got it. Oh. All he did is tell me how terrible I was at Call of Duty. Him and his buddy Blake, just killing me on Call of Duty. Freaking nerds. I know. Um. So I mean. I'm whether he wants to or not. Like, I'm going Thursday. I'm sure he'll go. It's just a matter of he's gonna either learn beforehand or this he's Thursday gonna learn or next Thursday. Next Thursday. 
Okay. I can't. So I'm still not comfortable enough. I want to. I don't know if I'm comfortable with you letting him take it. A climber like that. I'm gonna first. give. I'm also letting him use my uh, second harness that I'm oh, gonna. Okay. So that way I'll I'll probably be with him when he climbs the tree. But we're gonna. I want to get out there early because we've never seen it. So I want to scout out. I don't want to be walking around with all that weight, looking for a spot. I kind of want to go in in the middle of the afternoon, find a spot, go back, get my stuff, and hang it. That's kind of what I'm trying to do. That's my plan. We'll see. I'm going, no matter what. Okay. So if JT bails on me and you can get out to... Well, then you come to me if he yeah, bails Yeah, that's what I'm you. saying. I mean, okay. even still, we might... I mean, we might just drive out to you. I wouldn't be opposed to it. What's worse is going to happen? We don't see deer. Okay. You know? <laughs> I do that here. Right. But I, I mean... I see deer. But... Yeah, I, I, that's what I... That's what I think is going to be this year. Is it's going to be this hanging bangs, just rotating, rotating state land to private. I mean, my brother-in-law and my nephew actually started actually archery hunting, and so I think I'm going to give them more free range on that property and let them just have it right now. Yeah, I mean the properties I have to hunt. The one in Corona is super slow. I mean, are you seeing anything on picks or? So I have a couple picks. I mean, I've got I've got a couple. I mean, I just we just picked up another decent eight point. The problem is that's it's at night. Um, But you have them. Yeah, but it's not many, and it's super inconsistent deer movement, right? Like it's not like it's like I'm getting multiple pictures of these bucks. and even the does, like, it's just so inconsistent. And I think a lot of that is because corn is still up. Um, you think outside pressure? No, nah, that property doesn't get a ton of pressure. So, like, opening weekend, there was a, a couple of us out there, and it got pressured a little bit. But the neighbor um, directly next door, he owns 10 acres. He's uh, He hasn't been able to get out at all because of uh, injuries and things like that. Um and then, haven't talked to the other neighbors to the west of us. They hunt, I mean, but they don't hunt a ton, I guess. So I'm not too worried about pressure. I'm not really surprised at all either. So, like, the last time it was kind of like this um, early season with the crops up, um, we didn't see much. But then, once they started pulling crops and um, that, like, second to third week of October rolled around, the property just went insane. So I'm not too worried. Like, I haven't really hunted it. I've hunted it a couple times, but I'm not too concerned there. The property in Ovid that I'm hunting, now that has been absolutely littered with big bucks on camera. I've gotten them in daylight. Um, I've gotten them at a bunch of dark. There's tons of scrapes. I got literally... All the fence rows are covered with scrape lines. So there's bucks out there. The biggest issue is hunting them with a decent wind. So, like, that's where the hunt stand app. Like, I kind of rely on that. And because I'm so limited into what I can use, right? So, like, I can't really climb anything really other than a ladder stand right now. Um, 
and I could probably actually, I, I mean, I probably could now, but it's just, I really don't want to push it. Like, um, my pain isn't as bad as it was like the first week of bow season. There was no, I was, there was no chance I was trying to do any of that. Like it was uncomfortable hunting period. It was just because of the surgery. But, um, now that they're cutting corn in Ovid, it's going to change that property. I mean, I seen, I passed a good two and a half year old eight out there the other day. Um, he was bumping does actually. Like, he wasn't real aggressive, but, you know, he was he was bumping him a little bit. Um, that property will change now that they have the corn, some of the corn down. Um, but I just needed to cool down. Like, I hunted, uh, there's a little bit, with all this rain we've been getting, there, there's a little, like, water hole that filled up. So I've been kind of trying to hit that a little bit um, when the wind is right. And it's produced, I mean, it's it's... It's got a lot of does on it. I need to start shooting them. Uh, I don't really know. It's not. I'm not helping myself by not shooting those. But I have faith in those two spots. Um, and realistically, I would say the last couple of years, my best luck has been late season. So when these deer pop back onto their food source and they're not rutting around, you know, chasing oh, as much. Love the drunk. Yeah, I've actually ended up... Um, two years in a row now, killing nice eight points on deer that either disappeared or went completely nocturnal for like all of the rut, um, and then came back end of November, beginning of December, and I was able to shoot him with a gun. So I'm not sure if you've ever run into any of that. At the other property, no. My house, yeah. Yeah, I, I've it's happened at both properties. So yeah. last year I shot two bucks, the bigger eight, and then that decent seven, eight point we had on camera. Last picture I had of that deer was October 9th. Never seen it again until Thanksgiving morning. And it was actually at the other uh, end of the property. Um, but uh, the um, seven point I seen or the seven point I actually shot with a bow uh, October 24th, I think it was. And then um, he came back through just a couple hundred yards from where I shot him with a bow on, like, December 6th. And he'd actually popped back up on camera on December, like, 3rd or 4th or something, somewhere in that area. So do you think December is your best month? Last couple of years, it has been. I mean, the difference is, is what I think is happening. So, like, that property in Corona, not much for food. It's all bedding. I shot both those deer in the morning coming off of the, the neighbor's field, um, uh, coming from food. So, what I think happened was, is early season, like, September, beginning of October, all these deer are on food sources. They're more focused on getting food to set themselves up for winter than they are about breeding and everything else like they will be here in the next week or so. Well, then once that cycle kind of winds down towards the end of November, beginning of December, I think these deer go back to that same uh, mode of I need to get food and I need to do this. And so they go back to where they were comfortable 
right. in that first first part of the season. So I'm going to be honest. I don't 100% like I can, I can't have scientific fact. This is just my opinion. I think that's what they're doing, because again, two years ago, um, buddy of mine, the wide eight point I got up on the wall upstairs. Buddy of mine missed it with a bow. The neighbor uh, missed it with a bow and uh, chased it all around. And then I had pictures of it early October, like right after he they all kept shooting at it with a bow and kept missing it. And uh, then it disappeared during the rut. Like it was gone. Then December... I don't know, six, seventh, same, somewhere in there. I'm out looking for does of the property in Ovid, which I'm literally overlooking a field. Night hunt. He's coming from bed to go out into the field to eat and mess around with them does a little bit, and I just happened to be there. You know, I mean, but I hadn't seen that deer in well over a month um, with trail cameras or in person, and he just pops back up in, in December coming from his bed to come back out to eat so they they most certainly transition back to that same uh attitude um as far as trying to get back on food so i mean this time of year i'm not too like i think spencer talked about about that october lull that uh people experience so i wouldn't say i'm experiencing that i think most of my lack of deer movement is either because of standing corn and the main reason is the heat but uh i think it's gonna it's here shortly it's gonna start heating up i mean that place in ovid i'm seeing deer it's just getting them close enough has really been the issue they've all been on the neighbor's property i mean i i could have dumped a year and a half field a three-point he got a little confused tonight chasing a button buck around. He's nose to the ground nudging the button buck for a little while. but And then I had some does at last light. But, I mean, I'm not too overly concerned yet. But I won't get to rut hunt any of my spots because I'm going to Kansas. I'll rut hunt them for you. Yeah. Well, I don't know that I can give you permission. <laughs> if, I, if I could, I would, you know. No, you're fine. So We'll yeah. have to go uh, this winter and find a spot to hunt. There's plenty. You just That's my favorite time. December is my favorite time to hunt. Not even for like deer activity. It's just like so. It's like this, like so serenity. You know what I mean? Just like well, right after a good snow. Like so, my favorite time to hunt. So first off, you you can judge me all you want, but I'm taking a heater. I don't I don't I don't deal with cold well. So I I'll go sit in a blind with a heater and and I'll be comfortable. Um, I'll take my pop up out pop her up and be happy with my life but right after a snow when the uh sun's coming up in the morning oh man that's a view right there that's that's my i love that yeah my favorite is snow just just got hammered with snow and then that like that twilight hour right when it's going back and like you can just you just hear the earth just stop making noise just oh yeah okay i got you yeah that's like yeah because it's the same thing in the morning like it's just silence yeah dude it's just like like and everything like echoes i feel like it's everything is so much louder when yeah. it's snowing outside dude, every foot like every crunch of snow just 
It's like you really broke a fucking <laughs> natural <laughs> valley ganola bar. You should see in the so the property I hunt in Corona, it's all swamp, right? So like right now it's it's pretty wet. Well, when it gets cold out, what will happen is like that mucky mud apparently holds heat. So like it never freezes. I'm not kidding. I swear this stuff like never freezes, but the water above it will freeze. So what happens is, is you walk out and every step you're just cracking ice. It's like, it is painful for me to walk out there at late season because it's so loud. Like, and I don't, like, I feel bad. Um, I feel, I just feel like I'm blowing everything out. Um, because, uh, the e-bike e-bike is not going to change the fact that it's just going to be crack 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 and it just echoes so loud but i still do it and i've still had some some success yeah and which is a absolutely mind-blowing to me because every time i do it every time i hunt that property in the morning in december and i just take one step into one of these little ice covered puddles i immediately want to turn because it just defies every like i've i'm known like you need to get in and out so i'm i'm quietly i'm not sure how you are i prefer to kind of get in quick and quiet as quickly and as quietly as possible other people want to take their time and 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 get there i'm stepping scouting stepping scouting Sometimes there's does and shit right there under my tree stand. I have to sit there for 20 minutes until they move on. So Yeah, I don't run into that much. In the morning, it doesn't really matter to me. In the oh, morning, yeah. I actually go slower because uh, I don't use a light. Do you use a light to walk in? No. Yeah, I don't the... generally use a light. Now, if I hunt state land or somewhere, I don't know. I'll use a light just because. But... You don't want to get shot. Yeah, but. Uh, um, People taking sound shots. I take, uh, I take it slower in the morning because. I'm the worst at taking the correct trail, so I end up smacking myself in the face a lot. So I just go really, really slow to try and uh, just make sure I don't kill myself. I usually that. just wait till I blow everything out of the field and I just run. No, you don't. No, you just run. Maybe everything is blown out of the this field. This is the worst. What do you want me to do? I, I'm gonna... You just run through the field. No, I don't run. After they... After they get blown out, like I don't see them, and they, in that one property, if the, all the deer starts to blow out, I just okay, and and you know what I mean, it's it's in the morning. I couldn't see that they're wherever in the woods, they'll be like on the edge or whatever the woods. Yeah. They they all of a sudden they start booking out of there. They all break out there. I'm basically running to my stand now, like to get to the stand and then. When, once they stopped to assess the situation, what was that? I'm not making any more noise. Okay. I mean, that's a, I, that makes sense. I don't, so well, I, I'm not running out there going, hey, it's well, me, guys. I mean, also, this is what I imagine. Is I imagine that literally the deer clear the field and you just get on your horse and just start booking it across that no, field. No, I'm saying, like, if they're, like, on the edge or whatever, or, like, and like I don't, you know, 170 acres, I, don't, I can't see what's on the other side of the field and stuff. When I start getting there, they start blowing out and just start running through the woods. I'm okay. I'm I'm not not literally narrow to running through the woods. I'm picking up my feet and getting 
to my spot. So yeah, I, I got you now. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I tried a tactic the other day because where I hunt is pretty, it's a lot, one of the places I hunt, it's a lot of field like that, but we have a, a stand in the woods. And my plan was these deer are going to come off the field and they're going to come in here to bed. And the corn was still standing, so I didn't have a ton of faith, but I was hoping like maybe I'll catch something coming through here um, off the soybean field. And so I went through the woods and I got lost because I'm an idiot. Oh my goodness. It took me forever. I mean, I was semi quiet. Like I was fairly quiet and I actually seen two or three bucks that morning, just small ones. But, uh, I'm going to do that same. I have to check the wind, but if the wind is good for that stand, I'm doing the same thing in the morning because it's going to work. Cause now they have the corn cut and I know those deer are going to come off of either the cornfield or that soybean field. But if I have to walk through the field, then I'm going to spook them. But if I walk through the woods, I think I can get away with it. It's just a matter of entering and exiting my stands. Yeah. That's one of the hardest things. Would you go out of your way to get into a stand if it, if you knew, you know what I mean? Like if, okay, it's easier this, if I could do the straight walk, it's only 150 yards, but the wind's going to blow in the wrong spot. So I got to walk all the way around 400 yards. Would you take the four? It depends yards? on how quietly I can get in there. No, it doesn't matter how quiet. So the wind's going to blow you out if you go the 100 yards. Are you willing to go the extra 300 yards or whatever to know your wind won't blow? Well, I mean, right it's still for me is if the if the wind is blowing into the bedding, I imagine that the stand is not going to be worth sitting anyway, so I wouldn't sit there. So for it's example, a hypothetical. This is, okay, I'm just saying. So for example, the stand I had, the stand I'm talking about in Ovid, right? So, I'm only hunting the stand if the wind direction is good for me to hunt it. As far as me walking in, like, I'm not overly concerned because no matter how many, no matter which way I enter it, like, the wind is going to be blowing to where it's it's not going to affect. Now, it's not going to affect me walking in. If the wind is blowing the wrong way for me to hunt the stand, it's not going to be good for the for the walk-in. So I'm not going to waste my time hunting it. But what I am going to do is in the morning, I know these deer are all going to be out in the field. So instead of pushing everything out in the field that might come to me, I am now deciding to walk through the woods, but it is a harder walk because I don't have a designated trail. There's a designated trail to get to it from the other side. If I walk through the field and, um, I have to go a lot slower because I have I don't have a cleared trail. So, I mean, like at night, though, I just take the field because I know they're not there. If I if the wind is going to be blowing, I just don't see a situation where I'm... I'm I, I, it was a hypothetical dumb question. It was a I mean, I guess hypothetically, if I knew... Are you willing to put in the extra if I If I knew I had an access route... And it was better suited for the wind, then yeah, I would go there. But like, if I'm gonna go 300 yards out of my way, and then I have to walk through a swamp or a bunch of down trees, it's gonna make a ton of noise. Ultimately, you're gonna end up with you're still blowing everything out because they're gonna hear you. So that's pretty much how I. I do have another question. Have you ever done a traditional? hunting camp like for opening day 
I did it once. So I went up with, uh, we went up to public land. This is, this right here is why I have such a negative attitude on public land. So stigmatism about yes. So I went up to public land with. Um, so at the time I was uh, helping coach wrestling. So one of the parents that uh, we got along with really well um, with was invited me and uh, my really good friend Brady to go up to deer camp with them um, on some public land. Um, I don't even know what the city is. Is it like Saginaw? It's Saginaw. Saginaw, Gratiot County or something like that. That huge chunk of public land up there. Don't worry. I promise I'm not blowing anyone's spot out because the story I'm about to tell you is not positive. So, I, we get up there. There's a, a bunch of people. There had to been 10, 10 guys, right? They had a couple campers. Like, they had a whole parking section to themselves. Like, they had a couple campers set up and everything like that. And uh, the camaraderie part of it was great. Right, like I, I got to borrow guns that weren't even mine, because all I had at the time was like a a twelve gauge iron sights, like I mean nothing fancy. And they were like, "Oh, I got this two forty three you can use," like you know all kinds of things. So the camaraderie, top notch. Like I would highly recommend doing it for for that alone. The 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 hanging out with the people after you got done hunting, you know, tossing back a couple beers, sharing stories. A couple guys did get deer, so you got to talk about that. Um, that was a great time. Food was great. Everything was great. The hunting was awful for me, anyways. So nobody in the group shot a buck. A couple of does got put down. One guy, one kid, he couldn't have been, I don't know, 17, 18 years old. He had a rough weekend, so he wounded a couple deer. He missed a couple deer. Like he was having a, a, he was the only one that seen a buck, and he wounded it and couldn't find it. Like he was struggling. He had a bad. But for me, I didn't even see one deer. Like my, this is my opening day adventure. Was I get set up? I didn't have a stand. I didn't ha- I didn't have a stand set up. So I get set up and uh like 20 minutes before it gets light, a dude walks in on me. So I like flash my light at him or whatever. He looks at me. I'm like, "Oh, right, cool. He knows. He'll just keep going." No. Dude goes 30 yards behind me with a climber, puts it on the tree, climbs like 4 foot up and sets there. I was like, "What?" By Osher standards, you don't need a harness. Anything over six foot. Yeah. That's why he was being a four foot. So I'm just sitting there like, what's going on? So in all of my young angst, I throw a little fit. <laughs> why would you have a climber if you're going four feet up? I don't know. There was a lot of things about what happened in that moment that, like, I was just I like. I would have just took a little giant with me. <laughs> <sighs> Either way, in all of my youthful angst, I sit there till it gets light out. Like, pondering, like, what do I do, right? And I'll tell you, my reaction was not good. Like, neither one of us got into an argument, but in today's world, I probably would have handled it quite... I probably would have just sat there and said, screw it. Like, and I, would, I actually probably would have... I, I would have handled it different. I don't know how, but what I ended up doing was sitting there until it got light out, just fuming and fuming like what is this dude doing like why like he clearly sees that i'm here 
especially now that it's light out. Like, he, he has to know I'm here. And he just doesn't care. So <laughs> I just stand up. I'm like, screw it. Like, if I'm ruining, if he's going to ruin my hunt, I'm going to ruin his. So I take my little chair and I throw it out <laughs> into the woods and, like, start kicking shit around. And I go and, like, move. Like, I'm furious. I go and, like, and I know I'm being loud because my buddy Brady texts me, like, dude, what the hell's going on over there? And, yeah, this is where karma was like, screw you. I'm not kidding you. In all of this, I move, and I'm going through a bunch of thick stuff, like trying to find a new spot. It's not working. I don't know the area. I'm just angry, being loud as shit for just because of this guy. Next thing I hear, meh, boom, from that guy. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like, so, yeah, I was even angry. I literally, at that moment grabbed my stuff, and walked back up to camp. So everyone was actually really nice to me the rest of the camp because my opening day was so bad. So, like, that's when they let, let me use guns. They had a couple tree stands set up. I actually took my climber. They had a couple spots where they're like, oh, you should have some luck here. And I walked in onto some, some good-looking property or ground, but I just didn't have any luck. I didn't see a single deer. So the one dude, the one kid in our camp straight up dumped two does opening morning or something like that. But it was insane. I wouldn't recommend doing it for the first time opening day of gun season in Michigan. Yeah. But if that that's why I do the out of state hunts, right? Yeah. Like you get a couple of guys together, you are going to learn something about deer hunting. I can guarantee you that because you're going on a new property that's probably drastically different than what um, you're used to here in Michigan. So you're going to learn something. And then you're going to go and hunt with, you know, your friends and, and you're going to have a good time. Like even when I went to Ohio, I went with guys I didn't even know. I went with my father-in-law who obviously I know because at the time, like I was just – me and Lindsay were just dating. I don't know if we had been together maybe a year when I went down to Ohio for the first time. And uh, so I went with my father-in-law, a guy he knew. I'm not even sure. I think, like, this guy's wife works with my mother-in-law. That's how they know each other. So it's not like they were, like, close buddies either, right? So, and I go down there, and I ended up, that's where I met Zach Rostar from Public Land Prowlers. And then another guy that we're going to try to get on here, Zach Kiefer, um, he was down there. And then another guy named Brian, which I have to tell you this story before we end tonight. But, uh, and so, like, I didn't know any of these people when we went down there. Dude, I had a blast. Like, you get done with hunting, you just bullshit and have a good time, tell stories. And it's, it's a, it was a phenomenal time. And in my opinion, that's that's what made me want to go out hunt, out of state hunting. Now I will say, the second year I went down, I shot a nice buck. It made it a, a you know more enjoyable. When you get something, it makes it more enjoyable. But even if you don't, as long as you go down with people you get along with, you're gonna have a good time. So, I mean, have you? I, I would assume you go up with your dad every year. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's yeah. yeah. That's like the. I think the most. What is it? I'm trying to think. Yeah, it's deer camp. I mean, go up there with a bunch of dudes. Half of them don't go out because of drinking and playing cards all night. <laughs> and, you know, they only afternoon hunt. 
not even that. They're already <laughs> drinking and playing cards again. <laughs> so, I so, mean, yeah, I mean, it's, that's, uh, I don't know, that's what I live for, is just go up there and do that. But, I don't know, this year being on a Monday, it's kind of weird, the opening day, so I really don't. I have the whole week off, so I don't really care. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have the world. I come back and I have to go. To, I have to work the first two days of gun season. But what, you work Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, and then I have like Wednesday, Thursday off, and then I work that weekend. Oh, I was gonna ask you if you want to come up north, but never mind. No. No, well, I would, but I just took, I took the two weeks <laughs> previous off to yeah. go to Kansas. So I literally am flying back. Flying back. Oh, so the one guy in our camp, he's getting a vasectomy on the eleventh. So he's, it's a guy I would have you to get a blast him. Well, you know, it is what it is. Okay. Um, he's, so he's coming back on the 10th. Well, our cabin or our, it's not even a cabin, our Airbnb is through like the 12th. So I was like, well, I paid for it. If I don't get a deal, like if I get a deer, there's a lot of ifs, right? Like if I were to get a deer the first day, then, oh, okay, cool. Like I'll, I'll ride back with you on the 10th. But we, me and uh, one of the other guys just decided, screw it, like, we're just going to find out a way for me to come back without having to... What about your year? Huh? What about your year? So, the guy lives in North Carolina. He is going to take my bow. And I'm going to take, he's got a big old duffel bag. I'm going to shove all my hunting stuff in that and pay for it to get checked onto the plane. And then uh, he's going to bring the bow back when he comes up for a week later to gun hunt in Michigan. And then I'm going to have all my hunting stuff here. So, yeah, I actually fly back. We're actually going to end up staying an extra day now. Uh, Well, yeah, because we're going to move. So we get out of the Airbnb on the 12th, and we're going to actually move across going east get a hotel room, hunt on the 13th, and then I'm flying out of Nashville, Tennessee. I think it's Nashville. It's either Nashville or Knoxville. Somewhere what are you going to do if you get a deer? We haven't crossed that bridge yet. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> okay. If I get a deer, then I'll probably we'll, – we're going to cut it up there. I would just probably have him take it and then bring it up. Like right now, I have – he shot a deer. Oh, this is dude. The dude staying behind is in North Carolina, right? Yeah. Okay, he's not flying out, though. No, he's just dropping me off at the airport. He's actually the one that got me. I didn't have to pay for my flight. Did I tell you how I'm getting down there yet? No. This is even more asinine. So he has an 18-hour trip from North Carolina that he was going to do all by himself. But he travels all the time. So he has a bunch of these airline like reward points saved up. So he was like, what if... I just flew you out here on uh, the day before we're supposed to leave, and you just ride with me. I'm like, oh, sure, you know, like, I'm down. And then the the guys, the two guys that are in Michigan, will just take all my stuff out there. I said, sure, that'll work. So I'm flying, I think, October 30th or 31st, one of the two, flying from here to Atlanta, Georgia, from Atlanta, Georgia, to North Carolina, and then getting in a truck and driving 18 hours to Kansas. That's a long one. <laughs> ours, ours to Wyoming was like 19 hours straight. 
Dude, it's so long. <laughs> yeah. Dude, coming back. Uh, coming back, it was, so it was a 19-hour drive back from Miami. I did it in, uh, it took me like 33, 34 hours. Did you do it by yourself? Yeah, oh. because I, I stayed an extra day, and Andy already got a bear. So he went home with Dustin. So uh, I had to do it all by myself. And, dude... Like, I got to a point where I was so tired and just so exhausted being in the mountains. Like, I'd drive two, three hours. Then I had to pull over and sleep for three hours. Drive and uh, sleep for three hours. And then drive another three hours and sleep. With the, the, yeah, I don't know how you could do it. Because even when I went to Ohio, I drove down with my father-in-law. It was like an eight-hour trip. And I didn't even drive. Like, he drove the whole time, which was nice. But I couldn't imagine doing that trip by yourself. Uh, it it's it would suck. Nah, but it was worth it. But yeah, I mean the I, I the hunting go, and everything would be worth yeah, it. But yeah, I didn't even get to go home. I I went straight to work. <laughs> like I I was like on my way. Like I passed my job and I had to go. I I couldn't take Tuesday off. So like it was on a Monday. Like it took the drive took me so much longer because I I just couldn't do yeah. it all straight. Because I was like, oh, I'm gonna do it straight. I'm going to leave Sunday. I'll get you home. You need a lot of Red Bull to get through that trip. I don't drink caffeine. Well, <laughs> yeah. so, I probably would have taken it up. No. Uh, so I drove, and then, um, like I said, it just kept going so long. I literally was driving to work because <laughs> I couldn't make it home in time. So I literally got home from a like a 14-day trip, and I, I literally pulled in my job site before my house. I was That's like, insane. This sucks. So I want to tell you about my, the guy in Ohio before we get off here. So this is, this is one of the moments that really outside of shooting the deer kind of sealed it for me as far as like the camaraderie of like out of state hunting. Right. So remember I told you I'd never met this guy before a day in my life. Um, I go down to Ohio and, um, you know, everyone, you know, we're sharing stories. We'll come to find out. This guy lost his brother, and I'm not sure if someone else in his family, but he for sure lost his brother to this cancer. He got the exact same type of cancer. Really, like, extremely rare form of cancer that had a very low chance of survival. I think at one point he had, like, less than a 5% chance of survival. So that was within five years of him coming on this trip. So he's telling us all this and, uh, you know, like the guy literally didn't have, like, shouldn't have been there. Like he, he shouldn't have been on the trip at all. Like real statistically speaking, he should have never even been alive. Um, when he went into remission, his doctor was like, like, he's like, you're the first person I've seen with this type of cancer beat it. Like that, that's how crazy it was that the guy was even there. But because of all that, he could only go short distances. Like he was, he was pretty beat up from chemo and stuff like that. So, um, Mike, the guy that invited us down, he really helped him out as far as uh, like making sure he was set up, got everything going. But he could only go like, you know, a hundred or so yards off the road. But Mike kept telling us like, you know, hey, like I promise you, you've got a chance to shoot a deer. You've got a chance to shoot a deer. Well, I shot my deer the first day. Mike shot his deer the first day. And um, 
we just drove around the whole rest of the time. Like, you know, we just kind of bullshitted and, and drove around. Well, I can't remember if it was the third day, third or fourth day, we get a phone call from that guy, which is pretty rare because there's no cell phone service in where we were at in Ohio at all. Anyways, and he's jacked up. Like, you can tell. And Mike is like, did you get a deer? You know, like, what, what's what's up? And he's like, I got one. And you can just hear the emotion, right? So I'm I'm excited. Like, I've never met this guy a day in my life until this trip. We drive out to where he's at. And I'll never forget the moment we walked up to him when he was at the... Like, this dude was so... Hadn't, I don't think he'd hunted it for a couple of years since he had, I think this is the first time he'd hunted. And Mike talked him into going on this trip. And I remember, like, almost tearing up when we went up to him because he just... He was so ecstatic. He gave me and Mike a huge hug. He kept thanking Mike. Then we went out. Uh, shit, Mike gutted his deer. Um, I helped drag it out. And, I mean, it was a 100-inch nine-point. You know, it, it was a good buck. It was nothing, you know, no world record. But it was, like, the, the moment, like, that moment right there, I think, is one thing I'll never forget about going on an out-of-state trip. So, like you said, you, you worked out a trip to go out with people you've never met. I'll tell you your story and then just that alone. I, if you've ever got a chance, even if it's with people you don't know, I would say jump on it. Because that moment right there for me, whether I would have got a deer or not, would have made that trip. Because that was a pretty wild moment to, to be a part of. Yeah. It's crazy what this hunting... <laughs> Can do to somebody's life i mean i mean it changes people i mean in good ways and all that yeah i mean, I mean it depends i mean if you're a good person outside of hunting i think you're you're going to be a great person in hunting but the hunting community offers up i mean i've met so many good people through through that you know um whether i've gotten like gotten a place to hunt because of it or just to sit down and, and bullshit and talk. I mean, heck, Mike, this dude lives out in Mount Morris, and he's a barber. And I will actually now drive out to Mount Morris more often than not to get a haircut from him simply because I went. he invited me down on a, a deer hunting trip, had a good time. He's just a good dude. So it's like, you know, for me, it's it's a 30-minute trip, but it's not really that big of a deal. It, it gives me time to bullshit with him and, and talk to him and talk deer hunting, and I get a... I get to look a little less ugly for a little while. Yeah. So it works out. <laughs> well, I guess we just wrap it up right there. We're good. Yeah, I think uh, I'm I'm in the works with hopefully having a guest for next week. But, uh, yeah, we're going to – I'm not sure who we're going to have on next week. Yeah. So I go back to work on Monday, so that's going to be fun. But who knows? Maybe we'll have a cool story. Maybe JT will get a deer and we'll be able to throw him on and he can tell the story. Yeah. So, but no, well, good luck next week, and hopefully uh, things start to pick up and heat up. Good luck with the baby shower. I uh, I actually have a wedding, so I can't even go hunting either or to the baby shower. So, well, it's not it's like a wedding, not a wedding, a uh, diaper party, baby shower mix. Yeah, yeah. so so I'll be at a wedding up north. You'll be at a baby shower, so we don't even get to hunt the cold front coming. So yeah, that's <laughs> the only glimmer of light we've had. <laughs> this shitty season yeah so stomped out real quick but it's it's part of life yeah it's part of hunting you just gotta yeah you gotta There's roll the punches season 
Uh, so. yeah, I'll talk to JT about uh, maybe swinging on out to hit some of that public land out by you after work. Sounds great. All right. Well, have a good one.